Welcome to Therapist's Guide to Getting Unstuck, the podcast all about erasing the stigma around mental health. I'm Monica Pitek Fugetti, a licensed and nationally certified counselor specializing in anxiety and trauma treatment. You can find out more about me on my website at wholemindwellnessplc.com. Now let's get on to the show. So today we're going to talk a little bit about OCD or obsessive compulsive disorder. OCD is a way that anxiety can manifest. It's an anxiety disorder that's characterized by ruminating thoughts and behaviors that you can't escape. It feels like getting stuck in a hamster wheel of urges and thoughts. So the harder you try to get away, the faster the wheel goes until you give in to your urges so that you can gain a brief minute of peace. And then what happens is it starts all over again because that minute of peace doesn't last very long. So let me talk a little bit about the differences between obsessions and compulsions. So obsessions are thoughts and urges. Compulsions are actions done to relieve those thoughts or urges. So you can have obsessions without compulsions, but you are unlikely to have a compulsion without an obsession. This is because compulsions are acts done to try to diminish the obsessive thoughts. So for example, if you are obsessed with cleanliness and afraid of contamination, you may excessively wash your hands to get rid of the germs that you fear. What happens is you have an obsessive thought, it goes into anxiety, you have compulsive behavior, you do the behavior to stop the the compulsion and obsessive thought and anxiety, so you have temporary relief, and then the cycle starts all over again. So that's the OCD cycle. OCD doesn't manifest in just one way. Generally, there are five categories of OCD. So it's useful to know what category you fall into because it will give you insight into your anxiety. And the more you know about your anxiety, the better equipped you are to manage it. First, there's the washer. Somebody who's constantly washing their hands, always washing surfaces, doesn't want to touch doorknobs with their bare hands, they have a fear of contamination that excessive washing eliminates that fear of contamination. You can also manifest as a counter. The person will excessively line things up so that they are symmetrical to ensure that nothing bad happens. Then you have a checker. A checker is their general fear is that of danger or harm. So they may excessively check for the stove to be off, for example, or the garage door to be closed or something like that. They're just always checking. And then you have the doubter. The doubter has a fear of something terrible happening, so excessively make sure everything is in order. And then finally you have the hoarder. So the hoarder has a fear of something bad happening if they throw anything away. So they excessively keep things that they don't need or use. So a lot of the times people will develop OCD after a traumatic event as a way to try to control outcomes. So there's good news. And the good news about this is that no matter what version of OCD you have, there are some things that you can do to help lessen its grip on you. So here are the five ways to battle OCD. The first is repeated exposure. I know this sounds like hell to you. Let's just call it out. If you are someone who looks at a desk and sees pens not lined up correctly, it is infuriating and very unsettling if I'm asking you to expose yourself to it. Because you just know that if you could align all those pens in a row, that your day will be much better. But let's remember that that's anxiety and habit telling you that. 
Because the truth of the matter is that pet alignment has as much to do with daily satisfaction as does eating an entire bag of chips has to do with weight loss. Small, repeated exposure to the situation that causes distress will actually begin to alleviate the distress over time. So walking into a room, looking at the aligned, the unaligned pens, and choosing not to do anything about it will feel really uneasy at first, but allow that uneasiness in, and over time, the uneasiness will diminish, your resilience will strengthen, and you will feel more empowered. The second thing that you can do is you can write down your obsessions. Yeah, I know this seems counterintuitive, right? Because after all, won't writing them down make it worse? Well, not really. Much like physical exposure, written exposure can also help ease the hold that obsessions and compulsions have. So as you get urges, write down those urges along with the actions that you want to take to ease the urge. Repetition lessens the urge. So I'm going to say that again. Repetition lessens the urge. So write down your obsessions 50 times in a row. I know that's crazy because it seems like it would never lessen the urge. It would make it greater, right? It doesn't. Again, repetition lessens the urge. It will lessen its grip over time as you write it. Also, writing takes a lot more mental work than just thinking. So simply writing your thoughts will help to diminish their power. The next one is schedule worry time. Again, this might also seem counterproductive because at first thought, it seems that we should try to avoid worry at all costs. But in reality, avoiding worry just makes the worry stronger. So instead of feeling bad about yourself because you can't get your obsessive thoughts out of your head, schedule a worry time. This allows you to indulge in your thoughts at a specific time of the day, which then helps you to not indulge in your thoughts all day. See where I'm going with that? It does allow you a little bit of control because with OCD, what we're looking for is some control over a situation. So by building in worry time, you're actually giving yourself some of that control back. The next one is identify your triggers. All right, let's face it. You can't solve a problem if you don't know what the problem is. So when trying to battle your triggers, take some time to identify what they are first. Record a list of triggers you experience each day and the corresponding obsessions that they provoke. Keep a chart of the trigger and the level of intensity of anxiety that is provoked. Okay, so for example, if you are afraid of contamination, touching a public doorknob might cause an anxiety level of three, but sitting on a public toilet seat might spike your anxiety to a level 10. So by keeping track of your triggers and their corresponding anxiety level and urges, you will be better prepared to curb your urges before they happen. And the last one, create a fear ladder. Exposure to triggers can work against us if we're not careful. So it's best to start small and work your way up. Don't go sitting on a bathroom floor if it gives you an anxiety level of 10. That's not the first thing you should do. Honestly, guys, don't ever sit on a bathroom floor. That is, that is disgusting. All that notwithstanding, consider creating a fear ladder for each event that you would like to overcome. For example, your fear is danger. So organize the triggers along the way from the lowest intensity, which would be a one or two, to the highest, which would be a 10, and begin at the bottom. So for example, maybe a level two would be go to bed without double checking that the door is locked. Maybe a level 10 would be leave the house without double checking that the stove is off. And in between might be blow out the candle and leave the room without checking, leave the house without turning back to see if the garage is closed. You get my drift. All right. 
so now I want to talk briefly about some additional tips to help you manage your OCD. The first one is lean into the anxiety. So it's normal for anxiety levels to increase as you are exposing yourself to a new way of doing something. Notice that. Notice the anxiety increasing. Remain curious about what it is telling you. There's always a story we are telling ourselves about what may or may not happen if we do or don't indulge in our compulsions. So by recognizing the story, we can better challenge it. Next one is practice. Remember how I said repetition is the key to change. Repetition is the key to decreasing obsessive compulsive actions and thoughts. It just is. It's not likely to work the first time. That's important to know because a lot of times people people do this in therapy too. They'll they'll go home, they'll try something, it doesn't work, and I'll ask them how many times they've tried it and they said I tried it once and they've declared it hasn't worked. And it's interesting because we don't do that in regular life, right? Like we'll when we're learning to ride a bike, if we try to ride the bike, we're likely to fall off first and we keep getting on and doing it again and again. Repetition until we're able to ride a bike. For some reason, we don't do that with our mental health and the strategies to combat our negative thoughts and challenge our stories, but I digress. Anyways, remember, it's not likely to work the first time. Just own it. You may decide that the anxiety you feel is not worth the benefit. That's okay, but don't stop practicing because someday soon you will be able to sit in that anxiety longer and longer until you don't feel it much at all anymore. And then the last one, say it out loud. This one is simple but effective. When we say things out loud, they more easily commit to memory. If you've ever had to give a public address to somebody or if you're studying, one of the tips is to study out loud or to teach it back to somebody else. When I've given presentations in the past, I have practiced those presentations by repeating them out loud and it helps to commit it to memory. So the next time you lock the door, say out loud, I just locked the door. Then when you drive away from home, you will likely remember what you said. So even if the obsessive thought that you need to turn around and check, you can manage it by remembering the verbal words that you told yourself, I just locked the door. So remember, OCD is one way that anxiety can manifest. If you live with OCD, you have probably felt all sorts of feelings, including irritation, overwhelm, rumination, and maybe even shame. But by understanding your OCD and utilizing strategies to manage it, you will begin to see symptom reduction and possibly even relief. Thank you for listening to this episode of Therapist's Guide to Getting Unstuck. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And give a five-star rating or leave a comment in the App Store. To learn more about anxiety, trauma, and other mental health topics, follow me on Instagram and YouTube. To make an appointment with me or to read my blog, go to www.wholemindwellnesspllc.com. Until next time, remember, you are worth the effort it takes to live an empowered life.